He wants to. He's got all this this marvelous stuff for us. But you know how a child is that's got an inheritance. You can't give it to them until they're ready for it. And I'm sure that God is anxious to give it to them. But he can't do it until we learn not to kill ourselves. Let's go to the book of St. John. We're going to take up from where we left off last night. In peace. I want you to go to St. John. St. John, the 20th chapter, verse 20. Where we'll be starting this morning. And I'm so thankful to have God in my life. I really am. I'm so thankful. When you get there, would you please say amen? Amen. The Bible tells us here that, but Thomas, one of the twelve, he's called Didymus. He was not with them when Jesus came. Y'all remember Jesus, last thing he did last night was he blew on them. Holy Ghost. Thomas wasn't there when he did that. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nail and thrust my hand into his side I will not believe. Got a lot of conjunctions there, don't he? He's done placed a lot of stipulations on God here. On whether he gonna decide to believe God or not. He just he just yeah, he did. I'm I'm looking at you. He set up a whole lot of stipulations on whether the fact that he's gonna believe God or not. Verse 26 saying, after eight days again, his disciples were within. Mm-hmm. And Thomas was with them. And then came Jesus, looked at the doors, they were what? About like where we left them last night, wasn't Shut up behind some doors somewhere, wasn't And there they are again. They still shut behind them doors. <laughs> and Jesus came and he stood in the midst, just like he did before, and said, what? Be unto who? Same thing he told him before. In other words, why are you upset? Take this chair. He's saying, peace be unto you. Then saith he to Tom. Now Tom wasn't there. But Jesus knew what he had said. See, see, we think God got to be, God is there even when you don't even know it. Just seeing how you're going to react to the situation. See, God wants us to have peace in the midst of the storm. Now, a lot of these storms we bring on ourselves. And then when we get caught in these storms, see, them things just suck us on in. And once you went into the winds of a tornado, a tornado, ain't nothing you can do to get sucked in. <clears throat> then said he to Thomas, Jesus speaking, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believe. <laughs> and Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. You see, we believe. We don't see it yet, but we believe. Otherwise, we wouldn't continue to do what we do. We believe that God is going to manifest this stuff. But it's going to be 
God's way, they're going to be Thomas's way. Because Thomas wants to see something. Well, you don't see something, Thomas. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not even written in his book. Another place in the Bible it talks about Jesus Christ. There are so many things that he did that the world couldn't even contain the books. But verse 31 said, but these are written that ye might believe. You see, the things that are written here is that for us to believe. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believe me, ye might have life through his life. I'm talking about Jesus, the Christ. Thomas, the word Thomas means Christian. And the Christian is one of the who? Twelve. Which means that God's divine purpose in man, the number 12, is that the Christian be called Didymus. The word Didymus means twin. God wants the Christian to be a twin of him. Jesus Christ wants a twin brother. You got it? But notice how when Jesus was with the disciples and he blew on them, Thomas, the Christian, wasn't there. How many times have we said that and we sat among Christians that really weren't there while Jesus was breathing on us? That's them Thomases. See, Thomas had to see something. Watch the word here. It says, The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. They tried to tell him. How many times have we tried to tell the people, Can't you see the glory of the Lord in this place? We couldn't do it. Can't nobody do it but God. We have seen the Lord. Did we not try to tell him? But they couldn't see it. They couldn't see the vision. So what happens here is that he said, but he said unto them, except I shall what? He wants to see something. All right? Second Corinthians 5, 7 says that we walk by faith, not by sight. Right? But Thomas wants to see. Okay. He said, I ain't going to believe it until I see it. I don't care what you say. That's what Thomas told the rest of the disciples. That's exactly what he said. He said, I got to see this for myself. Now you're doing it on your terms. You're not doing it on God's terms, sister man. And God can't honor that when we do it on our terms. So he said, unless I see, we walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, not by sight. Because Romans 8, 24 through 27 reads this thus. Let's go there. Did you see this about, about Romans 8, 24 through 27. When you get there, would you please say amen? amen. Now we're talking about seeing, okay? I ain't going to believe it unless I see it. But look what the word says about that. We are saved by what? Hope, right? But hope that is what? Seen is not hope. So how can we be saved without hope? And if hope is not seen, then hope is faith. <laughs> and without it, we can't be saved because by Faith we are saved through faith, right? Or by grace we are saved through faith. You got to have faith, which means you got to have hope. It says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, what does he have hope for? Thomas just killed his own self by saying, I ain't going to believe unless I see. According to the scripture here, 
But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with what? Church needs to get some patience. With patience we wait for it. Don't we? Now we have been tried, true, and tested on that thing called patience. Waiting for the manifestation of what God would have. I say what God, not what we. I say what God has. Because we promised God that we would do it His way or we wouldn't do it at all. We, we made a promise to God. And God is holding that to us. See, this, God is the one to keep doing what He's doing because, see, we made a, a verbal, conscious contract with God that we would not do it like everybody else just to have a church full of people. Well, see, God heard that. He's holding us to that contract. We said that in the beginning. So, anytime that we try to do it any other kind of way, God do what he do. Why? Because that contract come up in God's face about house and destiny. We done made a contract with it, church. We can't get out of it. We can't get out of it, Brenda. There ain't nothing I can do about it. We made a contract to God. And every time that it goes any other way than what's on the contract, God steps in and do what he do. And he ain't going to stop until we fulfill the contract. That's why we got to watch. The Bible said, don't make no rash vows out your mouth. The vows that we make to God, the Bible says you better be quick to pay it up. Don't do it, because you're a fool if you do. It speaks in in the book of Ecclesiastes. Don't be rash. Don't make no quick vows with your mouth to God. The word goes on here and says, verse 25. Romans chapter 8, verse 25, it talks about, but if we hope for that, we see not. Then do we with patience, we wait for it. We got to wait for this time. But look, look, look where our help is coming from. I want you to look closely at verse 26, because there's hope for us. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities which is our witnesses and our insufficiency. The Spirit helps us in that, people. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. You see it, don't you? We don't know what to pray for by ourselves, but the Spirit configures it. Just like when you put a new program on a computer, it automatically begins to configure everything so that it'll work within the computer, right? Well, that's the way the Spirit is. See, we don't know what to ask of God for, but as we begin to speak to God about our situation, God's Spirit in us begins to configure it. It begins to properly edit the prayer that goes up before God so that it will be acceptable to God. Are y'all with me on this? The Bible says that likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should for pray for as we ought to. That's what it's saying. We don't know what to pray for. But the Spirit, it says, itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. My God, that's some heavy stuff right there to know what's going on inside of you. That's why we teach a kingdom word. And if you can't catch a kingdom word, you can't find what's inside you. And if you can't find what's inside you, you don't know what God got going on inside of you because you never take the time or you close your ear to the hearing of the word. You see, this is hope right here. 
This is a good thing in our behalf. You can't get a better arsenal than the Spirit working in your behalf. Now you open your mouth to pray. The Spirit begins to do the calculation, to get it up before God. And he that searches the heart, now he's going to search your heart now, because doing the calculation, see, see, i got to give you the rest of the story. I can't just give you one side of it, i got to give you all of it, because you'll miss it. Look what happened. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he makes his decision for the saints according to the will of God. When you pray, it's doing that configuration. It's doing the editing. Now, it's searching where your heart is with this thing. And why are you making these petitions? And if you are making these petitions, are you clear with your brothers and your sisters? See, all that's in there. Because otherwise, the Spirit makes intercessions that say, according to the will of God. And it's not the will of God that I have an ought with you. It's not the will of God that I have an ought with you. If I got an ought with you, ain't no need for me going to pray to God unless I take my gift, lay it at the altar, go and say to you, I'm sorry for my dysfunctional behavior with you. Then go back. That's word. That's word. That's how you do that. That's the only way to do it. If there's a problem, the only way to do it is before, if you got a problem, lay it on the altar. Then come say, God, man, I got you talk. Any other way, you're like a thief in a robber. You're trying to go around God. God then gave us the instruction. You see what I'm saying? You ain't supposed to go there. No, you're supposed to deal with it. If I got off, <coughs> lay my prayer, my gift, lay it out. Eddie, I'm sorry. Let's, let's talk about this thing. Let's get straight now. Now. God hear me. Now, when I come back here after I do it God's way, when that spirit begins to make those intercessions for me, I'm in accordance to the will of God because I don't deal what God told me. Oh, no, this, this, do you understand how this works? But we don't do it that way. So God steps in and he does what he does. He does it again because the contract. I'm trying. I'm here from heaven, Brenda. I know I am. I know I am. Let's go back over here to John. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let's go back to John. Now, John tells us over here, he says in verse 25, St. John 20, verse 25, Others disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see. Mm -hmm. I got one more scripture on see. See, because that's important. Psalms 19, verse 1 through 3 says that the heavens declare. Psalm 19, verse 1 through 3. Says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament is handiwork. Day after day, speak of knowledge. Night after night, show us his handiwork. There is no speech or language nowhere in the world where his voice is not heard. That's heavy. That's heavy. There are so many ways that God can speak to us. But, but he says over here, back in John, Verse 25, except I shall see him in his hands the print of the nail. The print of the nail is the resemblance of his power. See, we keep looking for God to do things like he always did. 
That's what Thomas was doing, the Christian. The Christian said, I'm not going to believe unless I see God do it the way he always do it. Well, God don't work like that. You, you, you've been walking, right? You've been walking with, 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 with Jesus while he was in the flesh. But Jesus is now being resurrected. Now you're looking for him to do it over here like he did it with over here. He's not going to be like that. Thomas said, look, I can't believe that because I got to see. I got to see what? See him do it like he always do. He ain't going to do it like he always did it before. He's not there no more, people. That was for that season. He's not there no more. He's somewhere else. He's somewhere else now. And he don't have to find us. We got to find him. Because God came through here and did an incredible thing. And then he moved on to the next place. Now we got to catch him where he is at the next place. So that we can validate what he did in that place which is where we are now. Y- y'all got this? See, what we got to do, we got to start praying and seeing where God is now. Because where he is now, we got to get to there so that we can deal with what we got here now. Because where we are now ain't now with God. Good God Almighty. We got to go to praying and looking. Lift up thine eyes into the hills, which cometh thy help. My help cometh from the Lord, not from man. Not from man. Don't you ever get scared when God's making a move in his house. This is God's house. He moves like he want to move. You ain't got nothing to do with how God moves. All I can do is sit back and let him move. What I'm going to do, get in his way and get my head knocked off? You better learn to get back out of the way and keep your mouth shut. God's on the move. That's what I do. You get involved in that thing and that thing will kill you. God's spirit will turn on you. And he'll hurt you. He'll have you where every time you try to go forward, something keep you and take you backwards. Yes, he will. See, some folk don't believe that. Bible says God will blow on it. He'll let you build it up just like That's word of God. That ain't my word. And until we begin to begin to respect and fit his word, then God. You know, it's still going to be God. It's going to be God. It's going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change. He's not going to change. So the Bible says, resemblance of his power, print of the nail, and put my finger, I'm in verse 25 of John 20, 20 chapter, verse 25, and now he want to put his finger into the print of the nails. Uh-huh. His finger represents his small power. He wants to put his small power, in other words, he wants to stick his finger into that electrical unit. Yes, sir. Yes. That's what he's saying there. See, he wants to really stick his little power into... Uh, yeah. That's what he wants to do. See? Because the hand represents the, 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 the extended power that God has given us. He wants to stick his little finger in there. I'm going to stick my finger in there. Yeah, stick it in there. Yeah. And notice what he does. I want to thrust my hand into his side. Mm-hmm. Side represents that spiritual chamber. He wants to thrust. Notice that he wants to thrust. It's a good thing. Because go to Mark, Matthew 11, 12, and I'll show you. Thrust means to take by force, violently, right? When you thrust something. You do it with force, don't you? Right. Look at Matthew. Left. Don't give you the word. 
She said, I like the word. I love the word. Look at, look, look at uh, chapter 11, verse 12. What was that? Talking about that thrust. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers what? And the what? Violence. Take it by what? Thrust. Violence. Thrust. Unless I thrust. You see, John the Baptist, that word Baptist means to be overwhelmed. John the Baptist means to be overwhelmed by grace. Ever since the days that God has allowed the grace of God to overwhelm us, the kingdom of heaven, that which is inside of you, has been taken by force. See, we got to take this thing by force. You know why you got to take it by force? Because there are so many things that's trying to keep us from getting it. There are so many things that's trying to keep us from getting to our destiny. And Christians are falling by the wayside because they ain't got no fight in them. They wear their feelings, like I said last night, on their sleeve. And you can't get no hair like that. You got to have touch in to deal with Jesus. Because Jesus don't play. Jesus come through, mess up everybody, change up everything. Start a war, do all kinds of stuff. And in the end, make them kill him. Just to get the job done. Just to get the job done. So, John goes on. In verse 26 over here. St. John, the 20th chapter, verse 26. And after eight days, eight means a new beginning. Always remember that. That's a new beginning. After eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus. See, there's about to be a new beginning in the Christian's life, Thomas. Because he's about to meet Jesus. And Jesus didn't let him know something. And Thomas was with him this time. And then came Jesus. Doors still being shut. Y'all see it there. They're hiding out. Mumbling. And stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Still telling them, man. Peace. 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 My baby was talking to a counseling somebody about a week or two ago. They just in the uproar. Baby say, peace. You gotta get some peace in you. Yeah, my peace. Had to keep speaking to that demon. Peace. Because that demon didn't want to shut up. That demon wanted to continue. And that demon tried to pull her into that madness. But baby said, peace, chill. Wouldn't go there. Peace. Peace. Look like a dog. Look like one of them pit bulls dog. Just slobbing all that. Peace. And after a while, peace be still. But that old demon disrupt again. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Verse 27 said, Then said he to Thomas, Reach thy, I'm going to give you a wish. Keep reach hither thy finger, put your little power in it, and behold my hand. In other words, when you put your power in it, you're going to behold my power. <laughs> now I want you to reach, reach your hand, reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. I have trapped it. And be not crazy, but when you do it, you need to be believing. And something's going to happen in your life. You know? <laughs> you need to understand when you do this, when you go fooling around with Jesus, you need to start under you got to believe something's gonna happen. You know if you <laughs> you don't go fooling around with Jesus if you don't believe stick it in there if you want to. And and, 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 and see the thing about it, Jesus, when you stick it in there now, see, 
It can be off. But when you stick it up in there, believing, and flip it off, <laughs> it'll charge you up. It'll light you up. See, that's the hand. Believing is the hand. Let's go flip this way. And that thing going to light you up. In a good way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Verse 36. And many other signs Jesus did in the presence of his disciples. Truly did. Which are not written in his book. But these that are written that they might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his And after these things, after these things, showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. Now, see, he's showing himself differently now. First two times, Jesus showed himself to them in a shut-up place in verse 19 and 26. Did he not? Of the previous chapter. The first two times he did. But now he's showing himself in open space to them. Look at the word. He said, and these things Jesus, after these things, Jesus, <coughs> he showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. Now the Sea of Tiberias is Galilee. The Sea of Galilee, which is the spirit of the See, see, they were going back at that time into, and I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. They were going back into a heathenistic mindset. In other words, they were going back into the old way. They were fishermen now. If you, if you recall, when Jesus first picked them up, they were down at the same place, fishing, right along this. They had went right back. Oh, God. Did you get a revelation on that? They went right back to where they came from. They weren't ready to. Oh, the scripture don't lie. That's why folks don't like hearing the exposition of the word of God. They like the hooping and the hop. Because this word, when you open it up in the spirit, it'll find you and everything else around you and your situation. And it'll deal with that situation. And you'll be able to see it crystal clear what's happening around you. There won't be no mistake about it. They went right back, did they not? After they came up out of them being afraid and shuddering and mumbling, and they went right back. But watch this. <clears throat> Even though they were going back to that sea of Galilee, that spirit of the heathen, it's called the Sea of Tiberias here because it's a good nation. It's pertaining to the river. See, that word Tiberius means two things. Good vision. Not only do it mean Galilee, which puts it in the heathenistic setting. See, but when you look at it as Tiberius, it means the good vision. It means pertaining to the river. The river is the spiritual intelligence of God. So it's a good vision when you're receiving from the spiritual intelligence of God. Do you understand? It's a good vision. So what he does is, watch what Jesus does. First two times he shows himself to them in a shut up place, right? But this time he shows himself to them in a different kind of way. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. On this wise, he showed himself differently. See, he showed them a good vision. Even though they were in that heathenistic step place, they had gone back. He showed them a good vision. See, God ain't going to, just because you disagree, God ain't going to stop you from being a Christian unless you just fall out with him completely. And where you go, you're going to hear some part of the truth. It don't matter. So God's will is still being done, and that's all that matters to me. Is that your life be saved? I don't care about nothing else. All I want you to do is hear. But here's the problem. If you hear for one year, six months, then you hear, you know, you just, you're not stable. You're like in and out of different marriages. 
They call it church hopping, that's what the other preachers call it. I call it ho hop. That's all it is. You just boom, 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 boom. And you and you never satisfied. Because when you came here, you were hollering about you didn't like what the preacher was doing, and when you left here, you were hollering about what you didn't. So the problem looks to me like be you. It might be you. Because if I recall, when you run up on these type folks, these church houses, what they do is they come in with issues. And they leave with them. And they always take the weaklings with them. They always do. That's how God Weeds and seeds. That's how he does that. Truth is the life. That's what you're coming for, the truth, aren't you? You come here to hear the truth. You don't come to hear me, you come. Right here. It's not my doing. It's God's house. He died for it. God died for you and me. <laughs> Whose house? We are. That's what it says. All I can do is tell you what thus says the Lord. Then I'm going on. I'm going to eat. Verse 27, verse 28. And goes on in verse 28. He says that, And Jesus, and Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, Christian, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But here's what the greater blessing is. Blessed are they that have not seen yet and yet have believed. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm down here. I lost my spot here, but I'm, I don't went through that. But I'm down here in uh, chapter 21, verse 2. That's where I am. And there were together. God is showing. He, Jesus Christ has showed himself in another wise to him, right? And there were together. They were down in this heathenistic place together. They were together with them down there. Simon Peter, you hear him? Uh-oh. And Thomas, the Christian, called Didymus. And Nathaniel was there too, which means given of God. See, that which, a lot of times, that which God has given us, we take back to the heathenistic world, do we not? They were down there by that sea of the heathen, spirit of the heathen. They, they had gone backwards. Nathaniel of Galilee is given of God. And the sons of Zebedee, the sons of Zebedee, or the word Zebedee means giving. That's what it means. And the sons of Zebedee were James and John, which is grace and the will of God. They were there too. So all of them Slipped backwards, hadn't it? And it says two other of, the, of his disciples. Now notice this. It was seven of them in all, but they only named five. One, two, three, yeah. Four, five. Because the two sons of Zebedee, we know it's James and John, right? Five. Five is the number of incompleteness. Two is the covenant. So they had made a covenant to go back to their state of incompleteness. That's what they had done. They would rather, instead of hear the truth, they would rather go back to a state of incompleteness and settle for less than to be pushed forward. You see, I always say, I don't mind getting kicked as long as you kicking me forward. Not backwards. If you kicking me forward, that means I'm gaining ground. See, I don't want to be around people that don't challenge me to go higher, to do better. See, I don't live my life around folk that's negative and stuff like that. I don't live like that. See, I always find people that's going to bring their best out of me. That's the only way you're going to reach your best set. Because people who have reached a higher place is going to pull the better out of you. That's why I hang around people like 
some of my constituents. Because they pull the best out of you. That's why I hang around my wife, because she pulls the best out of me. Although I don't always like it, but she pulls the best out of me. So you always want to be around people that's going to challenge you in your insanity and not allow you to take that insanity to people and spread that poison in people because do you realize that you're destroying people when you do that? You're not a builder of God, you're a destroyer of what God is trying to do. So Simon Peter, verse 3, said, look what he says here. I go fishing. That's your hearing. Telling you now to go fishing elsewhere. That's what it is. You see it. It's right there in your face, undeniable. Simon Peter means hearing. Your hearing now is telling you, I go fishing. And you already down there at the back in that old heathenistic spirit where Jesus first called you from. He said, follow me. I'll make you fishing with me. In the same place. I go fishing. And he takes some company too. Watch out. Shut up. He took some company with him. Now watch the word. Watch the word. Now you watch the word. Tell me God ain't true and every man's a liar. And I don't care what y'all say. I'm having me some, I'm having me a good time in church today. Because the word of God is expounding on our situation right here. He's right on time. He is right on time. And that ought to, that ought to let us know. And especially after this woman here that had them dreams, and every time she had dreams, they come true. She already had a dream. That first she was going to, God was going to do a cleaning out. And then he was going to fill it back up. See, God didn't put us here for nothing. This place of excellence here is for folks that want to be excellent in the spirit. Your spirit got to be right to be up in here. You can't be up in here if your spirit ain't right. He can't do it. And it ain't no thing. It's just the way it is. It's God's way. And I'm happy about it. I feel all right. Because he said with two or three. Just two or three. Yeah, we didn't like that. He said, I go fishing old Peter and said, you know, hearing them went crazy. And they said unto him, we're going to go too. <laughs> that is. That is. I'm on go too. Now, see, see, that's why I be telling y'all about what you're listening to. I be trying to tell you. I be trying my best to get you to see and understand. And they said, we're going to go too. And they went forth, entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught what? <laughs> At that night, they went in a place of adversity. They became unpeaceful, disrupted. Instead of trying to put fires out, they were throwing. You know, the Bible says when you don't put no wood on the fire, the fire go out. The Bible says that a tailbearer reveals secrets. See, a tailbearer will tell your business. Did you hear what I said? Behind your back. A tailbearer will. But a brother, the Bible says a brother is born out of adversity. You see, a true brother is born when you're going through it. When you're going through When you need somebody to be there to pray for you. When you need somebody to be there to be your piece of bread. You understand what I'm saying up here? That's when a brother is born. That's when you find out who's with you and who's not with you. God don't want us to go to war without knowing who we're going with. Focus, she's doing that. 
Watch it. Watching the young deacon, you better watch it. Because you done entered into a tight game. Do you know that? Very tight. And it's treacherous too. Religion is treacherous. You ain't seen nothing yet. You wait a while. I had one. I went down to I went down to Newberry to see my old friend, the writer. The writer said, Doc Mary, he said, I see what you're trying to teach us. He said, every time they hit us, we say, I see what Dr. Manny was saying. I see what Dr. Manny was saying. I see what Dr. Manny was saying. See, you don't realize what I'm saying until you step into that arena. And then you'll see. But as long as you're sitting in the pews and you ain't got to be responsible for it, you won't be able to see unless your eyes is open in on the vision. Otherwise, you'll just sit there and you'll say, well, I, I don't think. Yeah, that's your problem. I. God, I don't, I don't see no way in it where God say He want our opinion on nothing. <laughs> I don't. Fished all night, caught nothing. All they had was hell in their life. Old devil trapped them all, and now they ain't happy about nothing. Just tore up. But when the morning, which is the breakthrough, was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was, just like Mary last night, when she turned around and Jesus had to call her name, Mary, before she realized that it was Jesus. But she was looking right and straight at him, just like these disciples. They were looking straight at him. Didn't even know until he spoke. He said, children, have you any meat? And they answered, no. And he said to them, any meat? Been eating anything lately from the word of God? Since you've been down here in heathen land? Since you went back to your religious way? You know, you were free. But all of a sudden you became self-righteous. Instead of you seeing your own faults, you start seeing everybody else. Something wrong with that. That's not the way of God. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. See, that's the side of your soul that you receive from. See, your soul is a ship placed in the spirit realm called sea. Now, what you got to do is you got to cast your net, which is your mind, on the right side. So that you can receive from that which is sitting on the right side of God. Jesus. And they cast out for it, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Fishes represents the truth. They found so much truth in the spirit that it was incredible. 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 Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, Grace, said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Grace followed. Now, when Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he girded his fish's coat. Truth. He girded himself up with truth unto him, for he was what? Ooh, he, he was naked. He was back in a place of sin. And he did cast himself into the sea. That's what our hearing has to do. Our hearing has to cast itself into the spirit realm. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits, Dragging the net with fishes. 200 cubits is 300 feet. Three. Resurrected. They had all been resurrected back to a place of truth. Mm -hmm. They had all been resurrected in truth. And as soon, as soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire coal there. And fish laid thereon and bread. Remember the fishes down below? That's his trademark, ain't it? Fishes is true. Bread is the, 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 the word of God, where the truth is found. That's his trademark, fishes and loaves. And, and what do you have laid on coals of fire? The fire of the Holy Ghost. Remember Isaiah? My lips are unclean, Lord. That self-real manger took a cold, hot coal, and put it on his tongue. 
That's that fire of the Holy Ghost. This is good word. And Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have caught now, which ye have now caught. And Peter, Simon Peter, what up? Drew the net to land full of great fish. A hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net, which is your mind, broken. He brought in a hundred and fifty and three. You count the Christ of man. Mm. He brought in the truth of Christ within his mind, and his mind never broke. And notice where he brought it, out of the spirit realm, the sea, unto the shore, which is this tabernacle. Right? The shore is land, right? Hmm. Y'all got it? Three scriptures. And Jesus said to them, Come and dine, he says. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. See, they scared now. They do it with him. Whoa. Jesus then come, take a bread, give them, and light and fish likewise. This is now the third time, resurrection, that Jesus showed himself to the disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. May the Lord add a blessing to the powerful name of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all dig it? Take up whatever collections that we have and we'll pray for anybody that needs prayer and we'll move on. Oh, you need Huh? I can't hear you. Oh.